Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Evangelist Justin Cooper coming today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take this King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I know enough Bible to say Jesus is coming soon. Maybe today, morning, night, or noon. I don't know when it'll be, but I know Jesus is coming. There is no sign to hinder him. There is no instance that needs to take place. Everything is ready. It is prepared. And I promise you this, soon we'll hear a shout. We'll be out. We'll hear a toot. We'll scoot. There'll be a trump, and we will jump. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Think about this. The mortal is going to put on immortality. Corruption will put on incorruption. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Thanks be unto God. I'm glad he gives us that victory because he lives I can face tomorrow I don't serve a dead Jew in a borrowed tomb you can go to the graveyard and find the bones of Buddha you could search and find the remains of Muhammad but if you go to the realm of the dead and call out roll and say Jesus the answer comes back he's not here he's risen the stone was rolled away not to let Jesus out but to let the world look in and to see that he is God just like he said he was he is not just the one who has been resurrected he is the resurrection but the good news is he is the first fruits of more to come. And he is our example that that same Jesus, amen, who was raised from the dead and in the same fashion that he was raised, is going to raise you and I because that same spirit, thank God, dwells within the child of God. And resurrection day is coming, rapture day is coming, and it's coming soon. But until then, my heart's going to go on singing. Until then, I'm going to preach another sermon. Until then, I'm going to try to win another soul. Until then, I want to walk another mile on my knees with Jesus Christ and serve in my local church and let us be faithful. Time is short and let us get the work done. Work for the night is coming when man will work no more. And I hope you're doing something today of eternal value. Don't waste your time. Spend it on eternity. And every day do something to lift high the name of Jesus and exalt the blood-stained banner and to further the ball down the field, if you will, the gospel, get it closer to the goal line, tell somebody that Jesus saves even today. Now we're in the book of Ruth. And I think I could spend from now till eternity uh, in this little four-chapter book but we are in Ruth chapter 2 for our fifth Bible study, and uh, we'll uh, not even come close. We'll have to do at least five more in this chapter before we close it out. I'm turning my Bible page even now just to see. Now, we are down to about verse 11, but there is a powerful truth we'll see in verse 11. We'll probably go past that tr truth as well, but I want you to see it. And remember the story now. Ruth has come to Bethlehem with her mother-in-law, Naomi. Naomi is collateral damage from Elimelech, her husband's bad decision. And let me say this, sir, husband, father, mom, wife, adult, teenager, none of us make decisions that only impact ourselves. Every decision is like a domino, and it's going to knock other things down, whether for good or bad. But there's a ripple effect from every decision that we make. Ruth and Naomi 
are reaping the bad harvest of Elimelech's bad decision. And because of that decision, they are destitute, they are broken without. God, though in his grace and goodness, leads Ruth to a field owned by a man named Boaz. Boaz is a mighty man of wealth. He has provision. But more than provision, Boaz has power. By that, I mean he is a near kinsman of Elimelech. That gives him the power and authority to restore, redeem everything that was lost out of God's will by Elimelech. God is putting Ruth in the right place at the right point to meet the right person that can turn her life around. Now, while Ruth is in that field gleaning, Boaz rides up. He inquires and said, whose damsel is this? The man tells Boaz, this is a Moabitess girl. And Boaz looks at Ruth and says, just stay right here. You don't have to go anywhere else. He said, you just stay fast by my maidens. He said, I'm going to provide for you from now. That is grace, neighbor. He said, I'm going to make sure you have what you need and then some. You don't have to go hunting for it. You don't have to go searching for it. You have found the right place. You have found the right person. And I'm going to provide for your every need. I'm going to give you food to eat. I'm going to give you water to drink. Everything that you need, my hand will provide for you. And isn't that just how God has been in my life and in yours? Not just, not just since salvation, but even before I got saved, God was providing for me. Every time the lost man breathes in and out, every time he finds food on his table, every time he gets a check to put in the bank, every day that he lives this side of hell, that is God's mercy and God's goodness and God's grace in his life. And that's what's happening in Ruth. Uh, Ruth doesn't know who Boaz is. Ruth doesn't know that he can change her life. All she knows is this man is sure being good to me. That's grace. In verse number 10, we labored that last Bible study. The Bible said her response to the grace shown to her is to, to, to make a profession, I'm a stranger. And then to get in this position, she fell on her face. And then her posture was she bows down to the ground. She tries to get as low as she can go, be as transparent as she can be. And she just gets at his feet and said, I don't deserve this grace. That ought to be the position of worship of every one of us. Worship is not a rock concert. Worship is not a pep rally for the flesh. Worship is not about exalting a man or any personality. Worship is not about the worshiper. Worship is about the one deserving of the worship. And you and I had to get real low and out of sight so that Jesus can be real big and seen by everybody in attendance. Verse 11, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully showed me, all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. There's such a powerful truth here that, think of this, Ruth had no idea Back in Moab, as she was aiding Naomi, helping Naomi have her needs met, being good to Naomi, loving on her, caring for her, being with her, comforting her, encouraging her, staying by her side, she had no idea God was keeping score. I'm about to shout right there. She had no idea on those long nights when she could have left and gone and found her husband, but she stayed. God was keeping score. She had no idea on those long days as they wept together, and she comforted that lady that God was keeping score. She had no idea 
as she struggled for food. God was keeping score. She had no idea that when she made that hard decision to say goodbye to any family she might have had in Moab, to say goodbye to the familiarity of that land, to say goodbye to the past that she had known and been accustomed to, the lifestyle she'd been raised in. She had no idea that as she made that hard decision to sever the past and to go forward into the future, God was keeping score. She had no idea as they sat there in what must have been a rundown shack of a house in Bethlehem, having no money, just two broke, widowed women. She had no idea as they sat there with dusty floors and the heat of the day and the cold of the night and people casting their judgment and slandering her name, saying, that's that Moabitess girl right there, and that's that woman Naomi who lost it all out of God's will. She had no idea that just by staying faithful and tending to her mother-in-law that God... Hello, you was keeping score. But here it says that why is God being so good to Ruth? Maybe because Ruth was so good to Naomi. And we find that Boaz knows all about it. She said, why have I found grace in thy sight? I think Boaz could have said, because you showed grace to your mother-in-law. I'm going to be extra good to you because you've been extra good to somebody else. I'm going to bless you because you've blessed somebody else. I'm going to love on you because you've been loving on somebody else. Now listen, we don't serve and we don't minister to get but I promise you this, you're going to get from God when you give to others. When you're a blessing to somebody else and good to somebody else, don't forget this. You might not get your accolade down here, but God is keeping score. And I promise you this, you cannot outgive God. You can't outlove God. You can't outserve God. You can't outcomfort God. You can't outencourage God. And what you and I give out, we cast that bread upon the water. You just wait till the tide comes in and you see what God pulls back in your direction. And I want to encourage you, keep loving people, keep serving people, keep ministering, even if it seems like it's hard and it does not pay, because God is keeping score on the other side. That's all the time we have for today. Make sure you join us next broadcast. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival. 